What's the one thing Australia has in terms of soft power to help win hearts and minds in the Pacific that China doesn't? Well, here's a clue. Yes, rugby league is so revered in Papua New Guinea that it's uh, really not uncommon for people to walk hours across rugged mountain paths to watch a game. It's uh, so important that when the Papua New Guinea Prime Minister, James Marape, spoke in the Australian Parliament today, he even made a special mention. Of course, he also saw the need for us to use rugby league to unite the most diverse nation on the face of planet Earth. I'm grateful for this, Mr Prime Minister. I'm grateful for your deep commitment to our shared values and principles to complete and continue nurturing Papua New Guinea to become economically independent and a strong nation. So what is the power and promise of rugby league diplomacy in our region? Joining me now is Sean Dorney, a longtime former correspondent for the ABC in the Pacific. G'day, Sean. Hello, how are you? I'm well. I'm sure you watched James Marape speak in the lower house. I understand he was the first uh, international leader to have done so today uh, in the joint sitting of parliament. Uh, this was a pretty big moment, really, which I think he was conscious of. What were the key moments uh, in, in your reading? Yeah, well, he spoke for half an hour and um, he really did emphasise the closeness of the current relationship uh, is very positive about the Australia PNG connections, and uh, I found that uh, quite interesting. I also found it interesting that there was no mention whatsoever of the recent riots that uh, caused so much of a problem in PNG. But um, look, he uh, there, there was quite a focus in his speech on the Labor Party's record in Papua New Guinea, and he's especially praising of, of Gough Whitlam's uh, relationships with PNG and, and the advent of independence. So, um, look, I, I found it to be a, an interesting speech and one that um, he absolutely went out of his way to talk about the closeness mm. of the relationship, the family almost relationship. The timing of this speech does reveal a little bit about Australia's focus on Papua New Guinea and the Pacific more generally. As you read the tea leaves here, what is the bigger picture here? Oh, look, without a doubt, there's a lot of concern about China and um, the relationship that China is developing with many of the island countries in the Pacific. So uh, I, I found it you know, there was no mention of China, of course, in the, in the speech, but uh, I think that um, underlying this relationship with PNG and Australia, there's that concern about what China is up to. It's 10 past four, RN Drive. I'm st uh, speaking with Sean Dorney, a former ABC Pacific correspondent, much loved former ABC Pacific correspondent, I might add. Uh, we're talking about Australia's relationship with the uh, region, particularly Papua New Guinea, given the uh, Papua New Guinean Prime Minister James Marape was in Canberra today. Really, one of the ways Australia has been trying to build its influence in Papua New Guinea, Sean, is on the sporting field, uh, a place that I know in your life has been uh, home as a, a rugby league player. The Rugby league field really is presenting an opportunity here, as well as being a foreign correspondent for many decades. I know you were the captain of Papua New Guinea's national rugby league team, no less. So put this into context. How important is rugby league in Papua New Guinea and the Pacific? Oh, look, in Papua New Guinea particularly, uh, rugby league is almost, you know, the, the national religion. Um, 
there's enormous um, followship, uh, following of uh, rugby league in Papua New Guinea. And um, Justin Ollum, who's now playing, you know, in Australia, um, has a huge fan base in uh, Papua New Guinea. In fact, what surprises me a little is that there aren't more Papua New Guinean footballers actually um, being recruited by the NRL teams in Australia because there's an enormous amount of talent up there. Most of the Papua New Guineans aren't all that big, but uh, they can be very swift on the field. So I wonder why, because clearly it's about the pathways. Have recruiters been blind to the prospect or is it just more complicated with visas? I mean, we, it's fair to say we have an overseas country of New Zealand playing in the rugby league uh, premiership. So it's not unusual for players to come from abroad. Why have they been ignoring Papua New Guinea? Well, you mentioned the visa issue. That's a very difficult thing for Papua New Guineans to actually get visas to come to Australia, but I'm sure if there was an NRL team interested in a player, there'd be no problem getting the uh, the, the visa sorted out. Um, yeah, look, it, it's intriguing to me why uh, there aren't more Papua New Guineans um, playing in the NRL. The push to develop a PNG team for the 2027 NRL season is underway. Uh, there is reports that the Albanese government is considering a $600 million investment in rugby league in the country. That is a lot of money to spend on sport, although it could be noted that it's a drop in the ocean compared to the money that has been um, uh, given to Papua New Guinea overall. But I'm curious about this. About Is this a commercial decision or a soft power approach? Oh, it, it's soft power, but I'm absolutely stunned by that figure. When um, when it was first mentioned, my wife, who is Papua New Guinean, turned to me and said, what an exceptional waste of money. <laughs> she, she's not a league fan then? No, she is a league oh, fan. Oh, no, no, actually, she is quite a league fan. She's a great West Tigers supporter. She's just not but, a fan uh, of wasting money. No, that's right. That's certainly true in our case. Uh, yeah, look... Um, I, I just wonder about that figure. I just wonder why it would cost so much. I mean, you but, think about uh, what else Papua New Guinea needs, schools, yep. hospitals, uh, roads, yep. bridges, infrastructure, security. Uh, that $600 million could benefit a lot of uh, Papua New Guineans more directly than through sport. But I, not being obtuse, I think sport offers some broad-based uh, advantages for Australia. But, yeah, it does make you wonder. Yeah, look, I haven't looked into it in detail, but that that uh, amount of money was it is it spread over a number of years or is it just a one off? I, I mean, I'm astounded. A, a number of that, years, yeah, a number of yeah, years. Yeah, I'm astounded that it would cost that much. And the other thing that that I uh, believe is that if you're going to invite a Papua New Guinean team into the NRL, then let them play at home. Don't move them down to Cairns or Townsville or wherever um, and base them there. I think, you know, partner Guineans are absolutely devoted to sport and I don't think there's a single issue that would result from uh, the NRL teams going up there and playing in Port Moresby. And then more broadly in the Pacific, I mean, I've been in Fiji whilst the uh, Bledisloe Cup is on and I know that the Fijians... Well, they sort of support both codes, if you like, but Rugby Union is their um, cup of tea. Do you think Rugby League has the potential across the Pacific to uh, be a sort of secret weapon against China? 
<laughs> yes, without doubt, but you're right. It's, you know, rugby league is sort of uh, predominant in, in Papua New Guinea, but not nowhere else, really, in the Pacific. The, um, as you say, rugby union is, is the major you know, sport in, in Fiji. And um, in some of the other countries, uh, there's not much rugby league played. But uh, certainly in relation to P&G, it's, it's a great counterbalance to China, I can tell you. Just lastly, Sean, uh, lots of uh, RN Drive listeners are texting me saying how wonderful it is to hear your voice again. Um, how's your health going? How, how are you? Uh, that's, that's a good question. I actually had an invitation um, down to uh, listen to Marape uh, speak before the parliament, but um, my uh, motor neurone... Uh, disease condition means that interstate travel is just, you know, almost impossible. So I'm very disappointed that I couldn't get down there for that. But um, look, uh, so far, as you've mentioned, the voice is holding up and that's one of the um, indications of, of, you know, um, deterioration through motor neurone disease. But I was diagnosed now something six six years ago and and that's... um, that's, you know, the average life expectancy they tell you is three. So I'm doing better mm. than average and uh, I hope that keeps going for a little while longer. Yeah, me too. It's it's hard to keep uh, a good man like you down. Sean Dorney is the former ABC Pacific correspondent and the one-time captain of Papua New Guinea's National Rugby League team. So great to talk to you again, Sean. Oh, thank you very much. It's been a delight. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.